good evening or good morning or good day whenever this should find you you beautiful soul my name is nova and you have perhaps stumbled across nova logs a diary if you will a public one where i lay down at night and i talk deeply about what's going on in my life or the thoughts that have roamed through and found their way on my bed with me. You will find that I'll be reflecting on love, relationships, setbacks, or self-love, and everything in between. So, before today's episode, sit back or lay down if you can, light some candles, incense, Make whatever you need comfortable around you. Grab that glass of wine, that apple juice, glass of tequila, whatever you fancy. Stay hydrated. Water works best too. And if you're under 21, water or some juice works best too. (laughs) So get comfortable and welcome to my brain. Let's talk. So today's episode, or tonight's episode, I should say, is a little lighthearted, I would say. I mean, I don't really have, I'm sure there's like some kind of moral point that I could make because I'm really good at doing that, obviously. If you've been listening to all of my episodes up until this point, thank you. I appreciate you. You kind of are um, really making this fun for me, especially being able to post these. And like, I think the next level that I want out of this is more dialogue and more people to engage with what I'm saying through my podcast. So, uh, you know, if you are listening to this, please, uh, there's an email. It's novalogs at gmail.com. Email me or um, connect with me on, what What could you connect with me on? I would say maybe Instagram, on the novalogs Instagram. Give us a follow and go and um, message me directly and I'll pay attention and we can maybe talk or maybe comment on the, the post that uh, is, you know, publishing the episode of the week. I would love to hear what you think. Um, so this week, I can't. <laughs> um, I'm actually really flattered by this and flattered for a pretty, like, superficial reason. It has nothing to do with, like, my own personal beliefs on the subject. But I was asked, I I was literally, and well, at least currently, she's still messaging me. Um, I'm being scouted (laughs) for porn. I am surprised and I'm, I'm like flattered because somebody thinks I'm attractive enough to be a porn star. That's like so hot. (laughs) Come on now. Who would have thunk? I mean, I know I'm, I mean, I, I'm, I'm aware I have an appealing aesthetic. However, I didn't 
think that uh, it was porn star worthy. I mean, come on. Maybe I did. <laughs> it's just so interesting because I'm, I'm good at sex. And though maybe there are people who, if they were to listen to this, they'd be like, mm, I don't know. But like, not to blame them or anything. But it also takes two to tango. Like, sometimes sex is just bad, but that doesn't mean that the people are bad at sex. Uh, however, I will say that I had an interesting conversation with the scout because right off the bat, I was like, no, that's not something I want to do. And she was like, well, you don't have to show your face. And I'm like, actually, it's not about me not wanting to show my face. I actually have no shame in that. Um, though, you know, public perception would, you know, already as a trans woman, I would be freaking like scrutinized, which is funny because that is exactly the same treatment that any cis or trans woman would receive when being in that market, you know, you're just judged harder, uh, especially because you are an individual who's comfortable with your body, you would, you know, and then you use that for, to be, to profit off of, you know, instead of profiting it off of uh, social media or like fashion or in all of the other objectifying ways that you can do and put on to women of course sex is the one thing like porn or sex work is the one thing that they don't want to give us autonomy over um from a governmental standpoint i suppose uh but society wise like public perception that's also it's like a stigma right so that's probably why she was like you don't have to show your face so i responded I was like it's actually not about showing my face it's just I don't want to incorporate sex in my life in that way. And like my personal reasons have a lot to do with like the morality of my identities in conjunction with porn. As a woman, I have no problem doing that. It's actually sounds very empowering. As a trans woman, it doesn't feel empowering because the whole industry is built off of um, transphobia, basically. And it's literally one of the main, in my opinion, one of the main culprits of how men in, in society and women, like cis women, or just how the public views us. It's one of many ways um, that kind of gives a stereotype of trans women in a stigma. And when you have an entire industry that I'm literally talking to her, I'm asking her questions too, because I'm like curious. I'm like, well, first of all, it doesn't surprise me if this were, but are, are the trans women that do porn, are they all just really needing money or, uh, or not? And she was like, no, a lot of them really uh, love to do it. And I'm like, okay, well, that makes sense. That doesn't surprise me. Uh, it's just hard to think that you would enjoy something that is controlled by men and capitalizes off of trans women solely because it is like looking at it from a point where they are women with dicks. And then I asked her, I said, do you guys ever cast any trans women who are post-op? And she was not very many. There's not a market for them. 
And then I was like really honest about it. I was like, well, that kind of makes sense too, because at that point we would be just like cis women in the regard of the industry. We would virtually be like, I mean, it wouldn't, there would be no difference. And so they wouldn't be able to capitalize off of a woman with a dick. And so then the market, the demographic of people who are looking for that um, is, are our chasers are what are basically the people that we as trans women who don't do porn or trans people who don't do porn, those people that come to us for like supposed dating prospects or like what we see on dating profiles and stuff, uh, or even just in like daily interactions, the fetish fetishization of our bodies those are the people that like watch that kind of porn, you know? And so we're all actively like, oh no, I'm not up for a chaser. Like we have a word for it. You're called a chaser. <laughs> um, and that's not to say that anybody who watches uh, that porn, that porn um, is a chaser. Cause I, I mean, I suppose there, you can't say for sure that someone who watches that porn is a chaser. However, a lot of the preconceived stereotyping that they they impose on us through our interactions, they align with what you see in porn with trans women in it. And I, I gotta say, I speak for myself mostly, but I, I, I know that there are many trans women who share this sentiment. Uh, we don't really care for the, that kind of porn if we were to watch it. Uh, we actually are kind of disgusted by it just because a lot of times we end up looking at a title that says like tranny or like she or a she male or, or like anything that kind of would be inappropriate for anyone to refer to refer to our gender as in any like normal daily context so for to see to, to see that in a title, it it automatically tr triggers in a sense like it, and I mean triggers meaning like it sends a red flag in our head, saying, "Okay, well, this is definitely a fetishized video. This isn't something that's going to be as affirming for me because it's going to be hyper focused on a woman with a dick." And there are a lot of women with dicks who are empowered by that and don't want surgery, and so there's something to be said for that. However, even for folks like that, it still can feel really demeaning and dehumanizing solely because the industry is based off of the notion that people don't see a woman. They see a man that looks like a woman with a dick. That is like how it's seen. And it's just, uh, that's hard to, to, that's a hard pill to swallow. And I, and I can't, I personally can't, I don't know how to rationalize being willing to enter into that industry, even for just a lucrative standpoint. Because my point that I was making was there are women, black trans women who are dying, or trans women of color as well, and then more broadly, all trans women are so unsafe in the world because of these stigmas and stereotypes against us. And a big part of what fuels that is the porn industry too. 
you know, not to mention all of the shitty depictions throughout history, um, through in, in, in media and movies and shows and like sitcoms, like girlfriends, it's getting a lot of, um, revitalization that show because it's on Netflix and I was watching a few interviews and they're talking about how progressive for women they were, but it's so interesting. I have not heard one person point out how like almost every other episode, there was like a transphobic joke made, you know? And so one of the many ways that trans women just have it, have it so fucking bad. And it affects not just trans women, it affects trans men too. And non-binary individuals. So it's just so interesting to have this happen. <laughs> I guess check that off my my bucket list. What, what would be my title there? Uh, I want someone to try and recruit me for porn. I don't want to do it, but I want someone to try. <laughs> and that happened. That wasn't a real bucket list item, by the way. I just made that up. I would love to hear more ideas or like perspectives on this because especially if you do porn as a trans woman and it is in the market of uh of you know the videos that I personally would see and be like offended by I'm talking about that because there are some content out there where it is focused on non-binary trans individual and trans individuals well, they're, we're all trans, but like trans binary and non-binary individuals. And it's kind of like this weird version of a safe sexual space. Uh, and their videos are very queer oriented. Uh, and I had mentioned it too. Uh, she, because I kept telling her, no, like, no, that's not what I want to do. But then she sent me like this picture of this like twinky white boy who had like a huge ass schlong <laughs> and uh she was like would you want to do what, what do you think what, what should be the scenario for this guy and I'm like I don't know not my type I feel like I'd break him he looks too skinny and white and she was like you are too crazy you are crazy and I'm like um she's like my friend said that she would love to put him in uh one of those masturbation machines i'm like um you know what would be cool to see is for him to be completely dominated <laughs> like as a from a dom like a kink standpoint not like dominated in the sense of like he's being fucked by a trans woman i mean domed in the power dynamic sense where bondage or like he is being tied up or um constrained and dehumanized <laughs> because that's also a thing and I was like you know you should do that she's like I love where your brain goes you're good at this I'm like uh-huh because I kept like riffing with her and giving her like ideas of what she could do and I was like you know you could just hire me as a casting director I'll give you all send me pictures of all of these cis dudes and I'll give you like cool scenarios and secretly in my head I'm like I'll give you all of these scenarios to make them <laughs> less uh emasculate in the sense of you know, the stereotypical toxic masculinity that's often perpetuated in porn. After after that, she was like, yeah, you're good at that. Uh, and I was like, well, would I get paid for it? So who knows? Maybe I'll be like a porn casting director. But then, of course, my brain will go to the whole morality of it. Like, do I want to enter into an industry that's perpetuating 
um, stereotypes which inherently cause violence on our community. That's like the biggest thing for me too. And so I was like, you know, you should. I would love to see more porn where like trans guys are fucking trans women because I don't ever I I don't think I've seen porn like that. You know, even like trans women who are proud to identify as trans in the video, but are post-op like that would be hot to see, too, to like see trans men like actually fucking trans women like that kind of uh, dynamic because I never see that. And she's like, well, there's not a market. They tried. I'm like, okay, but there's never been like an actual pro-trans uh, rights, meaning tr- pro-trans human rights leaning or um, like uh, entertainment company that would do that for, you know, like how the whole, you know, gay men, gay male porn, like that kind of sparked a renaissance within porn. There's like documentaries about how that had a huge impact on the porn industry, especially with distribution and political like imagine that happening for trans people that would be fucking dope like if somebody out there who is willing to start a grassroots like pro-trans porn movement that would be awesome but then she was like i don't see many and you know not many trans men want to do porn and i'm like i don't know about that (laughs) have you looked at twitter sweetie (laughs) have you looked at tumblr like have you heard of OnlyFans? and she's like yeah but you know, she's telling me that she's been in the business for like five years and I'm over here like, yeah, but we're also in COVID times. COVID 2020 is different from five years ago where everyone is moving to OnlyFans to like, um, you know, capitalize on either their bodies or, you know, other pseudo ways of being able to make money on such a person to person way. Like it's almost like Venmo, but with content. So it's just interesting that there's no recognition of all of the subtle ways where things exist to be able to facilitate actual sex positive porn for trans people that's not dehumanizing and she was like well what about like other scenarios with like cis guys and i'm like oh yeah she was telling me she was like what about foot jobs and stuff and i'm like um to be honest with you I'm a little over cis men being catered to. (laughs) And uh, I don't think one less foot job on a cis guy is going to make a difference. So I would rather see like trans on trans porn (laughs) or like queer porn, you know. And I don't know, just kind of why perpetuate more of that bullshit is basically what I'm getting at. And of course, this is one of those topics where I'm not fully educated on it. So, you know, there's a lot that I would want to learn actually now that it's kind of in my my um, point of view. Like now that the subject has been brought up to me, I am actually curious to research what would that look like? What would positive reinforcement of trans women and our identities what would that look like in a positive porn industry? One that doesn't fetishize us. What does that look like? I'm curious because I know what it looks like now and um, it's not helpful, not helpful at, at all, not affirming. So it, it baffles me that it actually, no, it doesn't baffle me. It doesn't surprise me that it's enjoyable for trans women to be in the industry, especially if there's monetary value to it. But, you know, you, you, 
you work in the spaces that you know you can work well in is that is what I take from that and like there is obvious enjoyment in the porn industry too because sex work is very much valid and and important actually so I understand why it would feel good to be in the industry I don't know why it would be feel good to be in that certain sector of the industry where your identity is literally being attacked and it's actually perpetuating violence in the real world in ways that you don't see because you are on the side of it where you don't like get the brunt of it you know there's a certain level of safety that money can bring you um which is very clear you know look at the one percent look how fucking safe from everything they are such an interesting topic and i'd love to learn more about it it was just an interesting experience and i wanted to log it what a day (laughs) what a day I even had a really good day too. Like I woke up really early, you know, took a shower, got my makeup on. I did a lot of like TikTok stuff and uh, I did like a, did some connecting with the community that I'm building on there. I also like managed to get in my own little tiny photo shoot moment because I was feeling really good. Uh, and also it happens to be trans, well, trans visibility week, but also trans gender day of remembrance um so it just kind of all felt right to post and show what it looks like to be a visible person who like i'm a trans woman of color and like definitely um am empowered and like open about my life so and she kept that so also she kept asking about my age and she wanted me to send a picture with my thumbs up and i was like kind of sketch you're a stranger i'll do it because like why not if if I can actually work like I was actually um contemplating the idea of getting paid to to uh concoct these scenarios for her based off of these men that she sends me like that sounds like fun honestly uh she asked to verify if I was like actually who I was and I was like okay fine um but then she kept asking about my age and she asked me about my like genitalia. And I was like, mm, are you like trying to get me to sign off on using my content without me realizing? So I literally, I screen grabbed the entire conversation and I also made a very clear, like, I don't consent to you using my photos on my accounts and through this chat to, um, be used by your company uh so just so you know i'm being honest i'm gonna i'm, I'm literally covering my i verbatim said i'm covering my ass right now um because i i don't consent to you using it in that way i don't want to be an adult entertainer um that is not something that i want in my life right now so then i did that and uh she was like well how old are you why won't you tell me how old you are I'm like well because why do you need to know I don't understand why this is important she's like I'm 26 I'm like fine I'm 29 (laughs) uh, so we'll see we'll see what happens there because like I still have the suspicion that it's a little sketch what a fun day though I'm getting ready to closing out my night with uh, meditation as you guys all know by now hopefully Um, I'm toying with the idea of making this like a seasonal kind of podcast where, you know, I close out with a final episode and I like restart at a certain time of the year. Uh, Because I think that there's a lot in my life right now that I am 
giving a lot of focus and it would help kind of mitigate that so and i also really like the idea of having set episodes for and then letting myself live life and experience things and then coming back after a season and be like hey bitches like this is what's new how we doing uh so and i like to be honest with you guys and tell you what i plan for this and where i want it to go because it's becoming really special for me uh i also really kind of like that you can hear my surroundings every now and then as annoying it might be for podcast etiquette i always like to beat conventionality so you're welcome good night my loves love and light and uh I'll talk to y'all later.